0: Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 203 General Psychology with Professor Mark Lennar. I hope you listen and enjoy. Now we're going to talk about consciousness and the lifespan and some basic ideas of consciousness. And the, really the history of, uh, of consciousness and psychology has a lot to do with the first half of the 20th century and especially with the work of Freud and he was always focusing on what was conscious and what was unconsciousness and so um, the um, but the idea of what we are aware of and aware of both ourself and the environment and be- Part of that allows us to take uh, the information from different resources and many you know, um, different uh, bits of, uh, of data and understanding that comes to us at different times um, when we have to make complex decisions. And, uh, and so that's um, an important aspect. Now, in your life, you have a lot of information coming to you, a lot of stimuli, a lot of data and we have to decide what we really focus on. Think of it when you uh, maybe uh, get mail at your mailbox and you look through it and you throw out the junk mail but you see something like a bill or a letter from a friend or something that gets your attention and um, so the idea that we are able to kind of push out some of the um, the background noise like at a cocktail party and focus on the conversation that we have is important. Um, anytime that we have to switch back between different activities and can cause some problems. You know, just if you're texting or um, doing talking on the phone while you're driving our attention is distracted and we are not as conscious of our environment which causes the, uh, the problems that we uh, have in, in, in car accidents. Um, attention can really have a different, it doesn't always talk about car accidents, but uh, you know, a lot of times in magic they'll use uh, failing to see visible objects when attention is directed elsewhere. You know, they misdirect you to look at someplace else and they're doing something else with their hand. But uh, sometimes we don't notice changes. And in your uh, book, it shows an experiment about how um, an individual was asking directions. And then uh, someone turned around to point the different direction. And then the actual person who asked them the question originally changed. and. The person didn't notice that there was a new individual there. They just really hadn't really paid that close attention to the folks. At indiv- and so these are things that we do, and we kind of think, mm, you know, that wouldn't be us, but yes, we do. We're not a- always aware of the subtle changes that take place in our environment. Um, sometimes we uh, we have to process information both consciously and unconsciously. and um, we're able to maybe we are blind to things that um, take place visually and or that may occur maybe in the background and we're not noticing because we're focusing on something on the foreground and we want to um, parallel processing talks are having to keep our attention on different parts of a problem at the same time if, you know if you're um, home fixing supper or doing something for your kids and then they're helping with their homework or you're trying to do some other chore or answering a phone call related to work. You're trying to do uh, lots of different things and give your attention to to one, but you may feel I can't do any of them very well. Um, Sequential processing means what's the order that we uh, do and how can we figure out what's the most efficient way to solve a problem. Sleep is so important, and there's a lot more research now with uh, regarding sleep, that we, ne- we are needing, um, we have this 24-hour biological clock, that we have this internal rhythm that uh, is based off our sunlight, based off our exposure to sunlight, and uh, as we age, we have different um, needs for sleep, um, you know, as you're an adolescent, can stay up later, but sleep in longer, but as you get older, then that adjust as well. But uh, the role of sleep is huge, and there's different stages of sleep, and um, you can look at the, the details of this diagram more so in your book, but um, that we go through different stages that are necessary to refresh our brain and to, um, to allow us to have, uh, to be, uh, ready for the next day task to help us even remember things that we studied before the um, you can see here in this brief diagram about uh, our brain activities about when you start going to sleep that things quiet down with our brain activities and what affects our sleep patterns well sometimes it's just our genetics uh, some people you know, we talk about having eight hours of sleep and, uh, but there are people that can operate unless or something need more than that. Sometimes what's the cultural influences? If you uh, grew up in an agricultural area and you went to bed early, but you got up early to work uh, with animals in the fields, that could have an impact on you. Um, the presence of absence of light. Um, People who are blind have difficulty sleeping at times because they don't have the light to adjust their circadian rhythm. The um, so what? Why do we sleep? Well, it helps protect our bodies. It helps us recuperate. It helps restore memories that we had. Um, you know, you may have thought of pulling an all-nighter before a test and trying to study all night and take the test first thing in the morning. Well, actually, that's probably the worst way to study. Um, you need to study uh, up to a certain point, then get your eight hours of rest. And that allows your brain to form those memories for better recall in the, m- in the morning when you do take the test. Um, and how sleep deprivation affects, this is shown in this diagram here, in different parts of our body, not just our brain, but our heart and our stomach. and muscles, our immune system, and our weight. So all of this is, works together to try to give us a, under, um, it affects our body in, in, a, in a big way. Uh, you probably have heard of some of these sleep disorders, insomnia, or narcolepsy where someone falls asleep uh, just all of a sudden sleep apnea where you're having trouble breathing and um, so there are uh, sciences and sleep studies that allow uh, someone to have an understanding of what is uh, the problem in the system and getting the sleep they need what do we dream uh, about scientists and psychologists have studied about eight out of ten dreams contain at least one negative event um, you know you probably have those ideas of that you fell in some way or that you're being attacked or, or things like that and these are kind of universal that people all over the world have these same types of dreams they kind of come in these major themes um, so the um, um, so what we dream about and and all of the different types of stuff is Is affected by the the environment that we are in, and and, but it uh, it's a um, uh, but it does and there's a gender difference as well about uh, sexual dreams for women versus men. And now we're going to come to module nine with the study of of drugs. And again, this is just a brief introduction. But any time we take a drug, it affects our consciousness. It affects our understanding and uh, the brain function. And so terms that we refer to this as a psychoactive drug that affects the neurotransmitters in your brain. Tolerance is where you need more of that drug to basically get the same effect that you got the first time you got it. And then withdrawal, which is what happens when you don't have the drug. and What is your body going through to try to restore that? The major categories we have are depressants, which causes more relaxation. Stimulants, which cause more excitation and, you know, gets us excited and, and, uh, and hallucinogens, which alter different uh, visions and thoughts and, and, um, and, and things that we think we hear. So all this takes place in the synapses. Remember, we studied earlier the neurons and how those are connected together. And that little gap that are between the neurons is where the electr- neurotransmitters, these electrochemical impulses, are sent back and forth. And drugs affect those areas, so they can either give you too much or too little. Um, a depressant, such as alcohol, calms you down, and uh, but it also disinhibits behavior. It means people will do things when they're uh, drunk than they wouldn't that they'd not do when they're sober. Um, and so, but people do develop a, um, a tolerance for this. They feel like they have to drink more and more alcohol to get the same effect. But what it does is it uh, slows the neural processing down. It's, it affects your memory, uh, makes you less self-aware. And uh, so, and you know, you've maybe seen this in real life, we're seeing this in movies and things about the behavior of someone who is drunk and that because of the effect as a depressant that the alcohol is having on the brain system. Another are barbiturates are um, and some of these are more prescription uh, drugs and uh, tranquilizers. There's um, some that can be given for anxiety. Um, some that are opiates and these um, depressing neurofunctioning and opiate addiction has become a a huge topic in the news and um, what it does is it stops the endorphin production within our uh, synaptic gaps uh, between the neurons and so we naturally have uh, opiate um, uh, uh, neurotransmitter endorphin in our body and so what, but when we do take an opiate this is helpful core for pain relief but um, our body starts craving that and you've probably heard about the opiate addiction problem stimulants excite us get us going and you know an example of this is nicotine tobacco and um, and not just cigarettes but the uh, vaping and and uh, so but Smoking is shown to be high rates of depression, chronic disabilities, and uh, marital problems. Um, Also stimulants could be drugs such as cocaine, uh, methamphetamines, uh, ecstasy or MDMA. And so these are uh, things that act in similar ways to excite uh, the, the brain activity. And hallucinogens would distort our perceptions. It just changes the world that you see. And uh, simple forms could start shifting and moving about, and um, it has like a dreamlike effect, an LSD uh, effect. And sort of MDMA is both a stimulant and a hallucinogen. And psilocybin and marijuana can have these effects as well. And so all of these effects. Uh, the, both the biological influence uh, that you have a predisposition maybe for an ad- for addictions, the psychological influence that you had maybe the um, um, that you know how you deal with stress, and the social cultural influence say that you were born and raised in a family where um, alcohol or drugs were used that's will all have an impact on you. So. Uh, these are important things to see about how our lives are all connected with our biology, our psychology, and our environment. And so we'll uh, discuss more in our next video.